Welcome to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we meet with some of the world's best leaders and chat through where they got leadership right, but importantly, where they got it very wrong. Where they stuffed it up, got reprimanded, suspended, or even fired, and all the gory details that go with it. Each week, we'll meet with a new leader, hear their trials, tribulations, and what they have learned from their experiences. Leadership isn't always pretty, is it? But by being vulnerable and talking about our shortcomings, you can grow the empathy within your team and show your team that you're worthy of their trust. So buckle up and let's get ready to hear what it takes to be a braver leader. Welcome to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we talk with leaders about what they got very right, but also what they got very wrong. And today I am joined by Jackson Clark, founder and MD of Patch Marketing. And I am super excited for this discussion because we are here to talk all about Jackson, but also have a little chat about imposter syndrome and how that uh, shows up in his life as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Any topic that involves me, I'm, I'm all in. So yeah, <laughs> very, yeah, yeah. very excited to, to admit, yeah meet you properly and yeah chat through everything it's gonna be good absolutely mate absolutely exactly a good chance to chat for you about you for an hour yeah therapy <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what i do on a day-to-day basis <laughs> yeah, is, you know, yeah. chat with people and, and and talk about themselves i i love it eh? i love getting curious about people so yeah cool mate um nice. so so tell me tell me a little bit about yourself let's set the scene who are you what do you do uh who's your favorite football team what's your favorite kind of sandwich favorite football team crystal palace oh yes the <laughs> mighty eagles born and raised my friend born and raised um now that we've cleared that up brilliant yeah, exactly yeah. that's the serious stuff good night uh, yeah so i um i uh founded patch 12 years ago as a digital uh well not as a digital marketing agency initially it was a media buying agency around the event world mm. And prior to that, which was what made me want to launch Patch, I've, I've always worked in media around the event space from the, the day I left uni. Um, I worked in sales for a um, publisher within the event sector. And then I've just sold various different products throughout um, throughout that journey um, mm. and just felt that, yeah, there was a need for a kind of media buying agency that has evolved into a full digital marketing agency. But yeah, I felt there was someone that needed to under, an agency that needed to really understand the event space, which as a publisher, I wasn't getting from anyone else. So um, yeah, that's a kind of summary of, yeah, working across publishing. I then worked on Confex, which is the event for the event industry, if you can work that one out. Gotcha. Um, yeah. That's then, very meta. Yeah, yeah. And then co-launched a web TV channel, Meetings Review. Then went back to Mash, um, Mash Media, which was a, mm. the publishing house, and then yeah, launched launched Patch in 2010. So, yeah, that's me, South London, living Kent now. Favorite sandwich, chicken, lettuce, and mayonnaise. Simple. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a chicken, lettuce, and mayonnaise sandwich. I just had one for lunch this morning, Sam. This afternoon. I, I just had a peanut butter and, and, and honey sandwich, but um, can't argue I, with that either. I think I'm going to go and have a chicken, lettuce, and mayonnaise one after this. So, <laughs> so patches about, uh, so it's it's advertising for events or the event industry. Is that right? Uh, it's almost. It's so the majority of our clients are venues looking gotcha. to target event organizers. So, 
we will typically um yeah currently look, look at seo adwords social mm -hmm. media content social media paid website build um but they're yeah they have a marketing budget they want to get in front of uh, organizers so we work out how best to spend that money to for them to hit their objectives so man that is super targeted hey like that's, yeah that's definitely great. and it's it works really well the only time it hasn't is when uh, a spielberg style scenario happens in the world where the events industry is suddenly not there at all and you know very unaware if if um if it's going to come back again so we digressed or pivoted the magic p word um during the pandemic to look at more local kent-based business we're based down in tunbridge wells now yeah mm -hmm. in kent um but very interestingly that whereas like we, on the event side most of our clients are i mean some of them we've had 10 11 years most of them are averaging five all on the local stuff because it was very supplier um supplier buyer relationship it just it wasn't on a par they've actually haven't lasted longer than a year it was you know they kind of go go out to tender again someone else wins it whereas with the event stuff we are mm. the old cliche but absolute partner we're you know we are trusted because we have an insight into that sector alongside mm. a load of digital marketing skills as well so mm. what we rarely tender we rarely pitch for things it's normally a conversation around you know goals and then this is our budget and we'll say right do this that and this and then we'll crack on so mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting really that that the emphasis on trust is 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 absolutely huge and i think mm -hmm. we you know instead of being someone for everyone and being more targeted that's that actually works works best better for us as a business T totally someone said to me once be the thing that's going to get you on the radio right because nobody likes nobody says to somebody oh are you a generalist come and talk to me on the radio right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we come, love generals know. yeah <laughs> you know something about everything brilliant yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so so if it was 12 years ago that i mean things have obviously gone well right talk us through the journey yeah um feel really fortunate actually so i i kind of i've been wanting to do it for a while and because I've basically been a bit of a nightmare employee throughout my years, which I'm sure will <laughs> relatable sure will touch on. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I and I just I had this pang to do something myself, and I had a bit of money that would give me enough for a year, you know, a year to to try out um, agency life. I had um, my first son was on his way, so. I look back at it and think, oh, fucking hell, ridiculous decisions. But it was, I had real confidence that it would work. And Billy was due to be born in six months' time. So I was like, if I don't do it now, you know, when I'm when I'm looking at, at the little guy in my arms, I'm you know, I'm I'm going to be much more risk averse than um, than I was at the time. So yeah, so I'd approached some clients and said, look, I'm thinking of setting up as it was in a media buying agency it's not going to cost you anything if i was going to do it you know would you would you come so i'd then basically represent a venue and then i would spend money with publishers on you know routes yep. to market and stuff so i think i asked eight six actually came through excuse me <clears throat> it you, was you've got the, the you've got the the london 
December. Yeah. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> the child magnet um, <laughs> disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was 2010. So in 2011, don't expect you to remember, but VAT, VAT was going up from 17 to 20%. Yeah. And I had two clients, bearing in mind I started in September, on September the 2nd. <clears throat> I had two clients that said, look, if I, if I give you all my budget for 2011, mm-hmm. by December the 31st, is that cool? And I was like, well, I'm gonna, you know, I'll take, I'm gonna take a hit on margin, but actually, to have that cash flow in the business it would yeah. be, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't didn't plan for that. That was a, that was real luck. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so started off media buying, mm-hmm. really hustling. You know, it was it mm-hmm. was the classic kind of, um, you know, I set up in our um, like spare bedroom in West London, <laughs> uh, South London, where we were. And it had it had bars on the on the window because it was like ground floor. Uh, it had a brick wall, which was way higher than our building, so there was no real no daylight coming in. <laughs> um, yeah, with with bars. And I, and I I remember three weeks in, I was still trying to build a one page website, and I just couldn't. I'd be like failing miserably. And I'm looking at the wall and I'm really miserable. I'm like, fuck, is it, you know, this is my dream. And I'm in, I'm in prison. I'm in a bloody prison cell. Um, oh, so that was quite weird because, um, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is like way more prominent with the old, with the wonderful stories. But actually, you know, before 2010, it wasn't really rife. But, you know, in my head, I was like, woo, doing my thing. It's going to be amazing. And, like, mm. and it wasn't. And it mm. was, you know, just... Just felt it, I didn't feel the euphoria that I thought I would. Mm. Eventually, did you know? It, it all mm. all came together. Um, very much at that stage, living month by month of yep. oh right, I've made four hundred quid here. That's cool. That's going to keep me going for two weeks or you know whatever. Just building and building until it became a kind of like this is going to work. You know, mm. like, this is this is happening. Mm. So we went from uh, media buying um and planning and then people are like, oh you know you know that the social media do you know can you do the social media <laughs> and I'm like yeah I mean yeah let's you know let's do it um yeah and then it was like, oh we also you know this the Google seems to be you know taking <laughs> off uh so then I'd partner with like other <laughs> other uh like third party businesses that I kind of met and yeah, with a view to bringing it all in house, but you know, just you know, you know the drill, just working out and you know, taking a little bit of um commission from that until it's like, okay, I think there's enough revenue now for us to bring it all in house. Cool. So really quite quickly, within mm-hmm. th- like the end of year two, we were 80% media buying. By the end of year three, it was 50, end of year four, under 20, and now it's like four or five percent of what of, wow. of what we do um so that's yeah that was amazing that that went from you know with 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 media buying you're obviously only making money on what you're um placing you know Mm. if you're placing an ad here or there or or whatever Mm -hmm. it is to the more regular monthly 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 revenue so yeah good you can build a business on that you can forecast a bit better um Mm -hmm. so yeah so then we uh it was just me my aunt legend absolute legend of a woman she um 
I ended up driving, this is going back a bit, so this is still in the first year. I ended up driving to my mum's where I grew up. Mm. So again, like a bit depressing, like, you know, 32 years old, just driving home, brilliant. Um, but my aunt who lived miles away, two and a half hour drive, she'd come over and we'd hit the phones and we'd have like the old really? meetings board. Yeah, and we'd like, mum would be in there making tea and toast and we'd like, yeah. <laughs> a, a real like, you know, wonderfully, yeah, just magical kind of entrepreneurial mm. growth, you know, growth times, really tangible what, you know, mm. what, what we're doing. Mm. Um, and yeah, so now we basically do everything. So we, yeah, mm-hmm. we do websites as well. Um, mm. We're a team of 10 which wow. is good you know it's a good mm. a good number we kind of fluctuate between seven and ten um but specialists in you know kind of every everything we're doing yeah awesome so yeah so there's yeah patches patches the day job and then there's a <clears throat> other business that i'm about to announce um which is a software business very different still in the same sector well you're um, announcing it here it sounds like <laughs> I mean, shall we? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so a few people know about it that I've been speaking to, but there's, um, uh, for people not in the industry, so <clears throat> venues will list on venue listing websites. So there's higher space venue directory. Yeah. Um, and a, an organiser will go to those sites and they'll put in there, you know, 200 people, summer party, South London, Bosch, mm. bring up all those venues. All these venues need to update all their content, images, menus, um, you know, new room names, whatever it is, pricing, all that stuff. And um, to do it currently, you have to log in, as you'd expect, individually to each one. Mm-hmm. Barbara, have you got the have you got the login for? Have you? I don't know. I've forgotten it. Keith, have you seen the? You know, it's chaos, absolute chaos. <laughs> uh, and uh, and the majority of the information is pretty similar. So what we're building is API integrated um, software that will sit above all these listing sites that partner with us. And then in one place, you can be like, right, yeah, you've got all, all the listing sites. Uh, all in one place, you can be like, right, I'm just going to update all my summer party images. Tick, 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 tick. Boom, submit. And it updates all of them in one go. That is a ridiculously exciting nice. product that venues are. Yeah, thank you. It's taken me years to get here. Years. Yeah. It's almost embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Actually. For the people, for my close network, they are like, are you going to fucking launch this bloody thing? <laughs> well, I'm I've sure heard you talking I'm about this for years. Can you stop yeah. that, please? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the talker. Yeah, here he is. No, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> With your big ideas. Um, so, wow, that's amazing. And so that's, that's a launch, which is coming when? Well, hard to say. Uh, we've never been closer. So I think it's probably going to be another four or five months okay gotcha so you're building at the moment and and it's yeah it's it, the, the back end's pretty much built it's it's about integrating with um with these listing sites to right to get them on board with it and gotcha. to see the value in it but the venues are, yeah venues are salivating for it so amazing i feel i've done enough yeah there's only so much i can do talking you know one-on-one I need the I need them I need everyone I need the market to start talking about it excuse me and like and you know promote it and so that you know it can be really seen the absolute need for this for this so gotcha mate that's no. that's huge and and I mean it's that mass- must feel that must feel uh like a real milestone hey 
Yeah, it will be. I, I don't mind admitting. So I've had a number of failures with this. Um, not doing my due diligence on a developer, massively out of his league. Yeah, I gave him loads of money up front. He went bust. Brilliant. Started again, just didn't have the right... I've tried to do it all on my own and, I, and I'm yeah. not... I can't... I need... You know, I'm not techie. Mm. Um, and I found an agency through... Dan in Tunbridge Wells is a really good um, media group. So there's, I think yeah. it's 200 members... And, and like that real community spirit of, mm -hmm. you know, like everyone's happy for each other. Everyone wants to help each other out. It's, mm. it's wonderful. And there was a guy I put in about needing a like part-time CTO and developer. Mm. And this guy got in touch and said, Look, actually, I use this agency. They were brilliant. You, you know, pay them a flat fee and you, whatever you need, you know, strong CTO st strategy, yep. uh, data entry, you know, whatever it is. Mm. It all works out, and they presented the the back end to me, and I and I cried. <laughs> I blood, I cried because it's been like five years, maybe even six, of getting nowhere near. And these guys, I'd been on holiday, came back, and they like they worked out so much of it, and it was like, mm. wow, this is, yeah, this is this is amazing. But it's been really hard to concentrate on it because Patch pays the bills. Patch, yeah, yeah. puts food on the table. Um, mm. So yeah, I feel I feel like we're we're nearly there, and it will complement Patch quite well because mm. it's the same client base. Um, mm. But yeah, huge scalability options. Um, Amazing. Yeah, really. Oh, well done, through. well done, mate. Well done. And I guess I mean, like hearing you talk about all of this, it's like you know, this is a this is my perspective, you know, <laughs> and we, we we're getting to know each other, and there's this kind of real sounds like a weathered. <laughs> if you'll pardon the the uh the the terminology but like you've been there you've done it and you've got some kind of you, you've got the t-shirt you know um yeah. and you know we started this conversation when we first met around um you not believing in yourself right in terms of um your your the fact that you own a marketing agency but you're not from a marketing background right and essentially imposter syndrome <laughs> Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, massive. And, and I'd I'd love to hear, kind of, you know, how you've battled with that over the years. Maybe is my first question. Yeah, probably to go back a bit to explain why I feel I, I have that. Because mm. I ask, you know, I ask myself a, a lot. I've, like, I think I exude confidence, but inside, I'm, I need a cuddle. You know, like we all do. Just you know, yeah. just. Bring in the hugs, guys. That's what, that's, what it, <laughs> that's my currency. Um, and I think I think I, I, I didn't have it initially, initially <clears throat> because I set I I set Patch up as a media buying agency, which is what I'd been doing for at the time 10, 12 years in the event sector that I know and love, utterly adore. So like I knew everything, you know, yeah, not everything, but you know, you know, I, yeah. I, I was involved in every pitch. I was, <clears throat> I was winning that business. People were confident in my ability. I was confident in my ability in knowing the market and the landscape and all that mm. kind of thing. Mm. And then you fast forward to now, where I'm not involved in pitches because it's 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 mildly embarrassing because I'm just there to be like, hi, morning, everyone, and thanks very much. See you later. You know, that. <laughs> 
that's like that's the depth of my um my role in pitching because I don't what well, whilst I'm I'm you know I haven't done any marketing courses or degrees so, yeah I'm a self-taught marketer mm. I'm aware of what works what doesn't work I'm aware of how to judge success um but where I feel which which constantly kind of haunts me is but I but I don't I don't like I couldn't I if you were to ask me to run an SEO campaign mm, mm. yeah headline stuff but mm. down and dirty mm. no mm. Ad, ad words similar but no social content I've got good ideas but I don't you know I'm not up to speed with trends if I hilariously on Friday uh, no Thursday uh, my two, two social managers weren't available and a client asked they sent through a video of their Christmas tree um, you know like a close-up of a, of a empty tree and then moving out and it's all sparkly and wonderful and they wanted that put out that evening and I was like, I'll have a go at that, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I did it, and I was like, what? Like, literally all I did was upload, I just uploaded the video. I couldn't do, like, what? People do those jingle, where do you get those jingle things from? And it was like, in the end, I was. I had to call one of, you know, beg and plead with with um, one of my managers just to say, look, I'm looking an absolute dick here. Can you please, you know, whatever you need from me in the future, I just need your support so <laughs> yeah that, that that was good but then I, I kind of yeah so so I just have that in that I you know I used to be and, and clients want they want the big guy they want the big person you know the kudos of you know working with the MD the owner whatever but it's very clear that actually I'm not gonna you know apart from Bance I'm not actually adding that much value so that so I then kind of like I'm questioning you know when I look at other agencies like small agencies the people that own them and run them are you know the kind of the mentors for everyone within the company on product knowledge and things like that and I'm just not that I'm not mm. that that role I can help on many other things but not that so kind of eat, eats at me it eats mm. it, it, it eats me um quite a lot because all, but then also I start to think about Octoplus that's the name of the software thing mm -hmm. I'm really comfortable in not knowing what I don't know in that you know so I'm, I don't I don't think that I should know from a technical perspective what to do I'm very comfortable in not knowing that so it's just it's a weird one in that isn't it interesting yeah why like, am I all right with that yeah but not with other bits um, and I think it just, it, it, if I push myself more on it, I think it's more because I, I see with Octoplus, I can see the value that I'm going to add to the, to the commercial side because I've got the relationships, right? I've thought of the products. I know the benefits of it. I can go out and sell it to, mm. you know, 600 venue consortium. Mm. So I'm fine. So therefore I'm comfortable with that. Whereas with 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 patch it's like well I, you know i kind of should i feel i should be the sales lead on stuff mm. because i have been in in every other walk of my mm. life so it's interesting and I, but how i kind of how i've tried to work through it mm. is actually just by talking about it so I, I, everyone nice. in the team knows that i have this 
you know, that I have an issue with my role. What the what what am I doing here? What's my purpose? So that's the big well, one. So, really. so you actually chat that chat with your team about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like I'm I'm not you know not in a like miserable kind of like oh, I'm going to leave or you know it's, not, it's just like I'm you know everyone comes to me with their problems and so I'm going to give you my <laughs> give you mine as well, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> so that that's that's super cool and um. I mean, it's exciting for me to hear because I truly believe the world needs more, particularly guys, to to be able to say these kind of things and be okay with saying, I don't have all the ideas, particularly white guys, let's have it right. You mm -hmm. know, like we need to get, you know, need to be better at saying, I don't have all the ideas. You don't have to follow me. What are your thoughts, right? And 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 it sort of it almost feels to me like it's put you in a position of strength and hear me out on this but like this kind of necessity to say i don't know right mm -hmm. and for me that's a that that feels like a really powerful um and i mean powerful in in the best possible way rather than like you do as i say like yeah. this kind of a powerful position of vulnerability essentially i guess is what i'm saying where mm -hmm. the the people who are around you go oh in that case i've got autonomy mm -hmm. And I've got some probably freedom of expression in my work because he trusts and needs to trust me to do it well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. Like when we like exit, when people leave, and the, you know the exit chats we have and the regular one to one, like autonomy seems to be a massive, um, massive positive mm. for for people at Patch, which which mm. is good. I then my then thing just goes back to well is everyone learning enough you know are you are you learning enough from the senior people within the business mm. so i probably need to remove my you know because we, we've got some really talented people across the business um so i probably need to stop make stop thinking so subjectively about that because they are you know they are learning from mm. other people it's just i've always been the one that people have learned from without sounding like David Brent, but you know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, from a from a career progression side of things, but yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah. I I know what you mean, and I mean people, and that's essentially that. Um, this is a, a um, I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but um, I, I love uh, uh, Dan Pink, and he talks about autonomy, mastery, and a sense of purpose. Right, so autonomy in your role mastery getting better in a purposeful company to mm. work for right and mm. um uh the you know so it sounds like you're ticking the box definitely of the autonomy but if there's a a, a discussion there about kind of uh or well, how do they learn one of my favorite things to do is literally just have a discussion with them right well, why are you learning are you learning and developing and if the mm. answer is no then great well, what do you need right and yeah. <clears throat> there's so many avenues people can get it um but it is a it must be a tricky one i hear you because you you, you want to and it's how business has been set up isn't it that the, like the guy at the top or the girl at the top or the non-gender binary at the top should have this you know they should know the stuff and the stuff should cascade down hmm. but it's not the way it works really anymore is it no it's true <clears throat> yeah when you put it like that and actually when i do talk to people hmm internally like some of them are like thank thank god you don't know because i wouldn't have a job first off so yep. I'm like, yep. okay that's good and then the other bits are um what else do they say 
um, that actually it's healthy for the business because yeah, if I was involved in every client acquisition, you know, everything, that's a real, that's taken up a lot of my time to not be able to sit back and look at where I want the business to go and structure and mm. all that kind of stuff. Mm. So actually it should be, and, and I know it is, but I've still got this, but it is wonderfully positive that, that actually, yeah, everyone does have the autonomy to mm. try things out and, mm. you know, focus on their skill set. And like you say, it's not a case of I'm telling you this is how it should be. Mm. Um, and actually, the, you know, the business is profitable enough for, yeah, for, for me not to have to be involved day to day on everything because actually mm. we just wouldn't it would be chaos really I, I feel certainly yes agency life as you know if everyone's kind of head down mm. just focusing on delivering delivery mm. then yeah so it's yeah like everything everything said I completely agree and it and I and I should feel really wonderful and strong about it <laughs> I just don't <laughs> so what what does it feel like for you then and what like how when does it show up the most um I think it's when so a lot of our business comes from my relationships still so like a lot of people move around the sector certainly with pandemic people have left come back yeah change change job roles mm. within within venues I'm quite you know I'm a networker I like to mm. get out there so yeah meet meet a lot of um a lot of people so but I think the, the biggest bit is like I said earlier when you know when on that initial call it's me and someone else and my expectation I think they should think that I'm going to be the one that's all wise and like this is what we're going to do and it's all amazing when it when it simply isn't mm. uh and then it's handed over to someone else but again mm. I don't like that so that that's that's to answer that question yeah it is in those in those bits where they're like, oh, you know, got the big guy. And I'm mm. like, yeah, you don't want the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and so you're in those moments kind of feeling it shows up and you're feeling what? Just like, what's my purpose in this? You right. know, am I should I get the tea? Anyone want a tea? Yeah. Biscuits, anyone? <laughs> you know, it's that it's a bit like that. And I'm being really harsh on myself because yeah. I yeah, I, I do. Um, I, I do have strength. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. I do have strength, Sam. I do. I do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just yeah. My my kind of, I suppose my definition of purpose has always been a commercial one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I suppose it's like, it's like my baby is growing up, and I'm yeah. you know I'm I'm just not as day to day involved. But I've got a team of flipping excellent. Yeah, people that that yeah, like I said earlier, nine, ten, eleven years clients that yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, amazing. That then person moves, we keep that one, and they take us with them, and mm. so cl clearly we're doing many things right. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just me, yeah, me accepting that my role. I suppose it's like when you get like if, if it wasn't my business, if I, um. 
you know, if it was a big PLC and you go from like, I don't know, commercial manager on uh, a product where you're billing X, you know, really tangible. Mm. But you, and then you get like a, like a double promotion and and you and then you've got n- absolutely nothing to do with that delivery. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right. not you're not personally you're not you're not accountable by personal revenue you're doing something completely different yeah but it's you know there is linked to it but it's not what you're used to yeah yeah, yeah. so maybe there's a bit of that in it actually mm-hmm. um yeah quite quite possibly and, and so and when it's there and i keep referring it to an it as an it because um, that, that's something, I mean, I, I'll work with a bit with people, right, is actually giving it a name and a face and a, and it's somebody that for me originally, right, and it's just like, oh, okay, there you go again, like, and and actually, you know, when it shows up, my imposter syndrome or my judge as well, just mm-hmm. being like, oh, hello, welcome, welcome, you're not needed right now, but thank you, could you go and get us a cup of tea, <laughs> yeah. um, like, you know, m- making it get the tea. Uh, and actually mm-hmm. kind of giving it this, no, 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 go away. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. But uh, I guess I'm interested to know, you know, uh, and it's, putting words to these things can be, can be quite hard sometimes, can't it? Because it's not really a rational response. What well, isn't a rational response, is it? It's like, a ah, I should be better at this. It's like, why? Who, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Um, but ha- how have you dealt with it? And what have you done to kind of, you know, when you've noticed it, coming in and, and and saying hey i want my cup of tea <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah it's it is just talking about it so whether that's with yeah, nice. um you know with staff and it's not kind of like guys um i'm feeling really low can we have 10 minutes where i just want to like <laughs> offload to you all i've, I've got loads <laughs> to do no, no no come on me 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 um you know we'll have like you know one-on-one chats in the you know there's no set time of Jackson, no cuddle time. Uh, my wife's amazing. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, and 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 friends. So my peer groups. Uh, I'm very fortunate. Um, yeah, a lot of my friends are from school days. So nice. You know, like thirty year plus relationships. Jan, our mutual yeah. friend. I actually put him in a in a school friend bracket. I met him when I was twenty one, but he's absolutely part of the gang. Like in my yeah. head, yeah. you know, we're in geography together, even though he was in Switzerland or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, like a, a real, real, real successful bunch of of people, and yeah, you know, from entrepreneurs to very senior people within within big businesses. Mm-hmm. Actually, they yeah they are yeah their response when i'm talking to them like this is like what the fuck are you talking about yes yeah, mm. yeah that they can't from, from looking at, from the outside in they can't understand why i would think that because you've been running a business for 12 years 12 most you know most, the old stats most fold within a year and then mm. most fold within the you know so yeah you're doing all right big guy don't you know don't mm. don't beat yourself up um and then I kind of talk, yeah, we talk about, you know, like what I am bringing to the party and, mm. uh, yeah, fr- friends that don't, friends that look at it from a company structure perspective versus personality. So, mm. you know, very, you know, I'm, I'm telling them how I'm feeling. Mm. And again, it's met with like, just, I don't, yeah, your role needs to be what you are, not what you think you mm. should be mm. doing. So, yeah, I kind of, you know, I feel as the years go on, I feel, I, I am feeling way more comfortable yeah. in it. And 
you know, I get great feedback from from the team and mm. um yeah, so it, yeah, it is really just talking about it, rationalizing it. Basically, getting people to massage my ego, so that's that's how it works. <laughs> Top five things about me, guys. Shoot, yeah, 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 exactly. No, 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 you're awesome, you're awesome. So, what you're saying <laughs> is you set this up so that people can tell you you're awesome. I got it, yeah, nice, yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I mean, it's essentially you know, there's a process you can work through this yourself as well, which is, I mean, it's basically based in, in cognitive behavioral therapy, which is you know what's the activating circumstance what's the consequence and then you what's your belief in there because this is all just hell about your beliefs isn't it like yeah i believe i should have x mm. to be uh the owner of a and the founder and managing director of a marketing agency yeah well who the fuck says that who, who wrote mm. that bit down um <laughs> nobody right and, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The same, it's the same with me right like i i really relate to that and i mean Actually, even when I was doing this, mate, like setting this podcast up, it was like, who the fuck's going to want to listen to me? Hmm. And I just found out, actually, I'm in the top 20% of podcasts shared worldwide. Uh, no. Yeah, mate. How about that? So mate, um, amazing. What well up? But it's like. Uh, I should have worn a tie. I could could have worn a tie. Should have worn a tie. Mm-hmm. I don't use I don't use the video yet. Maybe I should start doing the video. I, maybe that's another imposter syndrome thing. Nobody wants to see my face. Um, <laughs> face made for radio, mate. Um, oh. <laughs> but um, the oh, see, thanks, mate. I just wanted you to plump my ego. Um, <laughs> the but but this kind of um, you know who's going to want to listen? Like who's interested in the topic? And turns out everybody is well not everybody but lots of people are yeah, yeah. and all i get to do is just have a chat with interesting people and mm. it's same same with your stuff right like you knew the industry inside and out you're you knew the people you're just helping them with a, a pain point you see mm. right and, yeah, and yeah. something in there one of your beliefs is yeah but you don't know this mm. and what i heard you do really clearly there was um you know again back to cbt they talk about disputing your beliefs so Mm. arguing against yourself essentially essentially right and then you Mm. that's what you're doing with your friends right and they're going what are you talking about Mm. and so that discussion with your friends also with yourself and then starts to change it into this different strategy doesn't it of like i actually i do know what i'm talking about and hey look it's working Mm. right Mate, super interesting. I, I'm so grateful for you being so open about it, eh? Because I think it's such a, um, it's a topic that especially, you know, it's a, it's an especially difficult topic, and I think a lot of people don't talk about it, right? They're just kind of going, ah, you know, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why do, why am I so shit at everything? But you yeah. know, when else feels like this, turns out everybody fucking is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I don't, I think, I think it's only something that people started to talk about. Mm. I remember back in like previous jobs. Yeah, one of my roles was like big, like oh, sales team. Ah, don't show mm. weakness. Ah, <laughs> um, and I remember moving awesome. to another job, and my manager—I can't remember exactly what she said—but um, I just remember my reaction of like, "Well, that was honest." That you know, it's basically mm. like I can't be fucked to do that, or um, I'm not very good at doing. You know, I don't, I don't really enjoy presenting. It's like, whoa, mm. amazing! I like, never, no, never, no one's ever. Actually, no one's ever actually been yeah that, that management a uh, level up being being so honest about things. That was yeah, that was quite a yeah. I don't know, I just remember it. Yeah, that was and that was what mm, seventeen years ago. <clears throat> yeah, and I remember that as clear as day. Yeah, that I mean, it's a 
powerful thing to hear that from someone who you kind of revere, isn't it? Um, mm. And I imagine that's what your team feel, right? About this kind of, hey, team, I actually feel like this quite often because I don't have this. And as I said, it probably gives them that real sense of, ah, oh, like a sense of duty almost, right? Like, oh, okay, I need to work harder to make sure that this this thing works, right? Mm. Um, and I mean, it's such a sincere form of vulnerability, isn't it? Because, mm. you know, like I, I work with lots of leaders and you hear this kind of considered transparency, you know, bad, bad, uh, battered around like, oh, well, we can't talk to them about everything. It's like, that's not what we're saying. Just be honest with who you are as a human. Yeah. Um, and and it, it works wonders, man. Like, you know, like, yeah, I don't like doing that. That's not my strength. I'm no good at this because, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I feel this way. I have imposter syndrome because I've not been in marketing, you know, I'm not from a marketing background. Like yeah. it's, it's the, the strength that I think that it gives is, is insane. Can you imagine if politicians were like that? It would be, you'd get all the votes, wouldn't you? Fucking hell, mate. We've only got an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. Like, well, like um, imagine if they said what they felt and did what they said. Yeah. And it wasn't blaming everyone else. Just, yeah. Just like an open, honest, yeah, just like, yeah, we fucked up on that. Um, Mate, the, there's a thing called, um, well, this case called, I think it's called the, like, uh, uh, basically it was a Japan Airlines plane. It crash landed somewhere. And the the, part, the pilot's last name was Aso. And uh, his his defense when he went to court was Aso fucked up. Like he, he fucked it up. He just yeah. went, I'm sorry, I fucked it up. Yeah. And like, but basically like, um you you labeling that negative what what can they do then they're like oh okay mm. well that argument's over isn't it yeah um, yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah yeah no for sure mate for sure mm. um so uh, you, let, th thanks again for being so open about that i, I want to ask you before we Pleasure, go mate. like um just about kind of um you know some uh, let, let's lighten it up a little bit um not that not that wasn't light but just it's a, it's a pretty big heavy topic isn't it and yeah. i guess i want to know like what have you fucked up in your career? What's what's been your uh, your, your biggest mistake, and what did you learn from it? Yeah, so I've been to toying with this one because it, it, it's still. Um, can you say it on air? <laughs> I can. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not rude. It's more. I just hate myself for it, and I've, I've like, just whipped myself for years. So I um, I won't say who was, but I worked. I work for a company and everything I'm saying, I'm going to mention bits about the company, but this is entirely on me. This is, yeah. I've, this is, yeah, I am, I'm entirely to blame for this, but I, yeah, like the, the whole phrase, I went quietly quitting. Mm. Well, that seems to be like the LinkedIn phase mm. of the thing. Mm. I, I had a job and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. The environment was so toxic. And I basically just didn't, I didn't care at all about it. And I, I do things like, uh, so I'd have to go to um, Europe for, for meetings and I'd go and I, and I hadn't arranged any meetings and I'd sit in my hotel room and I'd watch Sopranos on CD like all day and then head on back to London and when wow. my boss was on holiday, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to go in because I hate it so much. I'm not going to go in. 
and just took the piss just absolutely like horribly I can't even like so cringy it's so it's so unacceptable and I ended up leaving I was leaving anyway um but you know I wouldn't have lasted much longer um so I look at that with real like really like my boss was a great guy I've just you know massively dis just disrespected him hugely but I do look at it like like why did I why did I do that and I kind of analyzed it quite a lot and just the, like I said the whole atmosphere of that place was horrible certain people were allowed to do whatever they wanted others weren't it was just a horrible toxic secretive mm. uh, bullying I, you know mm. I I got bullied um yeah, lots of in jokes at me. So they're not, mm. you know, it's not a joke there, mate. If it's if if everyone's laughing at me, mm. I don't understand the joke. That's not, yeah, you know, that's not cool. That's not funny. Mm. And instead of dealing, you know, dealing with it and leaving like I should have done, mm. I just took the piss. And I feel really bad for that. I shouldn't have done it like that. And mm. but my kind of lessons from that are just, yeah, because that isn't me as a huge like that. Again, mm. I look back at that, and that isn't me. That that is not who I am mm. as a person. So it just really hit home, like the power of just a horrible, un you know, horrible environment full of selfish um, people. No one, you know, no common goal. No one's interested mm. in in anything to do with with you know the team completely sporadic and um yeah just a horrible environment so my my big things from that are uh, i never want any you know the power of of um culture within a within a business mm. so we kind of that's kind of brought it full circle a bit so when i when i look at my role in patch my purpose it is to to make give everyone the tools that they need, not just in terms of equipment, physical stuff, but, you know, mindset as, as well. Really important that, um, you know, everything is as smooth and enjoyable as humanly possible. So you haven't got that negative energy mm. kicking around. Um, yeah. So that, that was like the, yeah, that was the main one. And just to, to yeah, just to talk, more about if I've got issues to yeah to chat with the relevant people because yeah it was a hor horrible I think I was there for a year in the end it was um wow. really unpleasant you know I like crying on the weekend and you mm. know wake I remember waking up on Saturday mornings so you said this bit was to lighten lighten the mood I've brought it down again oh, yeah. <laughs> no no good on you uh, I appreciate the honesty, mate. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just like really depressed all weekend because I knew yeah, that yeah. Monday was going to come around soon. So mm. yeah, I'm not expecting everyone at Patch to be like, Monday mornings are the new Friday nights. Get me in mm. there, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I do want people to enjoy what yeah. they do to, yeah, like we said, you know, feel empowered to, yeah, just basically minimise the negative noise mm. and create a really good environment to work and you know, focus on clients, client work, client success, um, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, but it still it still eats me, mate. Every I reckon once a month, I I have a proper cringe about it because, yeah, just a bit embarrassing.
Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. That's a, that's a goodie. And, and so your team now and your culture now, um, yeah, I guess it, it sounds like it's a, a pretty successful one, right? And what, 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 are you, what are some of the things you really like about it? And what are some of the things you find the hardest about, you know, continuing to set the successful culture? Um, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the cliche, but it, it can only be done with the right, the right people, can't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, um, the people we've got at the moment are, they're probably maturer than we've ever, ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, so there isn't that kind of, you know, bitchy mm-hmm. infighting. Everyone's mm-hmm. just a bit longer in the tooth and just wants mm-hmm. to, come in do a do a day's work and and you know get on with their family life or you know friend whatever whatever they want to do um and we're quite flat hierarchically um so you know it's not a case of uh jackson can i uh, have a you know five minute meeting with you next tuesday it's like well, just shout just shout across the um across the the room yeah. uh so i feel that's quite yeah that i feel that's quite that helps with everything you know if people have a uh yeah like we've said a few times just the autonomy of mm. you know being able to crack on and own own their stuff mm. and yeah like i'm always available for for, for chats and you know mm. Just yeah, I think the great the great question is you know how are you doing out of ten. I find that's um, not just how are you, how are you out of ten because that, mm. that you know that then yeah obviously gives it a number, but it's it's quite a good base of like oh, why you know why mm. why a five why a, mm. why a nine why a two, mm-hmm. um, and we do we don't do loads of team building stuff actually. I don't I, like we go to the pub. We've done a few um, like escape room type stuff, but oh, it, yeah, nice. yeah, but actually, it's not like we don't really do them for the sake of doing them. I think people would get you know a bit pissed off at you know having to do it all. It's yeah, it's it's yeah, not doing stuff for the sake of it. Being open, honest, transparent, um, people working to their skills, any kind of infighting if we ever do have it which is very rare but it is you know try to nip it in the bud with again communication mm-hmm. like you two need to need to talk about this or mm-hmm. you know this isn't uh someone's yeah just some feedback from someone that la, 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 how can we move that forward so ultimately we all just want an easy life i think and yeah, 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 yeah. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> and yeah. what about the hardest thing? What, what's the thing that you that you still, you know, when, when, you're leading a decent sized team there? What, what's what do you find a challenge? It's, I suppose, like bringing your A game mm-hmm. as much as you know every day is probably you know that's mentally is what I want it want it to be. It's not always like that, but it's yeah, it's the. You know, I know from my personality and, and in jobs I've had before, Patch, is if, if I'm pissed off in a miserable mood, mm. that just, that goes through everyone really quickly. And it's, we've all had a horrible day's work and mm. people haven't asked questions that, you know, it's just all horrible. So that's such a good I'm, point. Like the whole, your, 
your mood you, you get to choose your mood don't you and and like your mood affects especially as the kind of founder and leader like founder founder energy in a business is a really it's a really interesting topic in itself yeah exactly. um, um but like you know everybody has this ability to kind of affect those around them with their mood don't they especially if people can't ha haven't got the ability to kind of go okay you're just being a dickhead i'm just going to carry on with my life a lot of people don't have that right they're kind of like oh what what have i done why are you pissed off at me when mm -hmm. it might not be anything to do with you I, I worked with this this lady in new zealand actually and every day her name was carly um she, she was fucking brilliant but every day she'd walk in with a scowl on her face i'd be like how are you carly shit yeah. Like, oh, okay cool i was like I, I, she, I said to her i want you to try try something for me she was like what well, no, she, what <laughs> i said every time i ask you how you are i want you to say i'm fucking great <laughs> and she was like fine i'll try it whatever and it, so i walk in the first couple of days how are you fucking great fucking great and a few days later i'm fucking great and then like a week later um, she came up to me she's like what did you do to me i'm like nothing just like you chose what you you know literally you you could just choose who you are right yeah, yeah. and just go no i'm fucking great today um but you're that's a, that's such a good point as well like you know you you coming in and kind of having any kind of mood of will affect your team won't it yeah and then and then mistakes happen because you're mm. again it's that negative noise that we're trying to remove yeah so yeah. that every, so you can just focus on yeah, the shackles being off and and free. You know, like if you're, when you're micromanaged, do you make more mistakes? So flipping it a, diff a different way. But yeah, if yeah, when you're micromanaged, you make more mistakes because you're constantly thinking of fucking hell, I can't make a mistake. And it's, it's exactly. similar, similar kind of background noise of that of like, oh, I don't. You know, why is he in a bad mood? What's he done? I hope you know. Hope it's not something I've done. Or um, yeah. oh god, I need to ask him about this, but I don't think should I ask him now? Okay, maybe I should ask him later. I'll message Tony. See if Tony. Tony, do you think I should ask him? Yeah, just creating a whole load of um, needless noise. So yeah, it's that. I mean, I'm saying fairly, you know, pretty positive as a yeah. as a as a person, but yeah, it, it always has to be like that. Um, but equally, actually, you know, if, if and I'm again very fortunate. There's very few I can count on less than one hand, if that's a thing. But you know, the number of like mistakes that are made. So I feel there's probably a balance of, you know, I am allowed to be pissed off if something's happened that should not have happened and is just not acceptable. That, you know, I can't be this smiling, bumbling guy all the time because you need, yeah, yeah, people need to know if, if mistakes have happened or, you know, the consequences of, of action. But like I say, we're quite very fortunate in that that, yeah just i think because we've set the whole the whole environment up that that's yeah that's a very rare um very rare indeed scenario <laughs> nice one mate um what one parting piece of advice mm. for any leaders or ceos that are battling with imposter syndrome Start I've said it a few times, so it's not that insightful. But I just think you've got to you've got to talk you've got to talk about it, and whether that is with loved ones, friends that have nothing. So, like, if if you've got if you feel embarrassed at showing vulnerability, 
in the workplace, show it to the people that have nothing to do with your workplace, but mm. yeah, but kind of know know you and yeah, kind of chat it through and yeah, go old school, do a list of like of what you do bring to the party or you know, mm. why do you why do you feel you're an imposter mm. in your role? Mm. And I think pretty pretty quickly, you know, if you've got loved ones, friends outside of the business that yeah react in the same way when i talk about it like you know you you will be like oh, yeah i can i can see that i can see that and you will won't necessarily go away i think it, it is a like you say it's you know cbt um yeah it's it's not a it's not a quick fix it's not a one chance no. fit fix all but yeah you you're in you're in your role because of some incredible skills mm. you have mm. like you can't you don't just set up a business. You don't just become a CEO. You don't or CXO, whatever the mm. role is. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. Have some ego time with some <laughs> some friends and family, and mm. yeah, just chat that through, and then get the old list out of of what you're doing. Real basic stuff, but yeah, the power of talking in comms is yeah yeah is is massive, and yeah, really really helps. Awesome, mate. I'm incredibly grateful. Likewise, chat. pal. It's been good. Enjoyed yeah, it's it. Been, it's been a real pleasure, and I, I, I can't thank you enough for being vulnerable. You know, I know Unless it's not can. easy. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, thank you again, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you soon, eh? Yeah, mate. It's been lovely. Take care, pal. Nice one. See you, mate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we discuss with leaders where they got leadership right, but also where they got it very, very wrong. If you'd like to know more, visit us on braverleaders.com or you can email us directly on team at braverleaders.com. Stay tuned and we'll see you very, very soon.